0: What's up everybody? Welcome to another episode of Outside Perspective. I'm your host, Adam Meredith. We have a great fucking conversation for you today, but before we get to the guests, I just want to say thank you guys. I want to say thanks for tuning in. All of you repeat listeners, if this is your first time listening, all of you new listeners... Everybody, thank you for tuning in. You guys are the fucking shit. I couldn't do this thing without you, so I am forever grateful to you. And the fact that you guys take time out of your day to listen to these conversations truly means the world to me. So thank you guys so much for doing that. And just a reminder, we are running a review contest. If you would like to win a free book, Protection for and From Humanity by Todd Fox, who was the guest on our last episode, you can leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. This is exclusive to uh, Apple users, so pull up your iPhone, go to Apple Podcasts, pull up the show, leave a rating and review. Take a screenshot, email that to me at adam at com. That's Adam, A-D-A-M, at imposedwill, I-M-P-O-S-E-D-W-I-L-L.com. Send me your screenshot and you will be entered to win. The contest will end on, uh, let me see here, we'll end the contest on April the 30th and the contest will, I'm sorry, and the winner will be announced on Monday, May third so get your entries in and you have a chance to win this awesome book we have an awesome guest he is a certified fucking savage i'm sitting down with matt Mm -hmm. vincent Matt is a two times world champion for the Highland Games. If you're not familiar with the Highland Games, check it out. I've never actually personally seen uh, one of these events like in person. I have checked out clips and stuff and these athletes are fucking crazy dude They're just throwing they're throwing anything and everything. They're throwing the, the craziest shit and uh, they're just uh, uh, certified savages. So he's a two-time world champion. He is the CEO of Hate Brand Goods. He is also the CEO of Habit Coffee Company. He is the host of the UMSO podcast. Man, Matt is just, man, first, he's, he's, a, he's an amazing human being, just a, a super sweet, nice guy. Very intense, uh, driven but just a cool ass human being and I really enjoyed getting the opportunity to sit down and have this conversation with him Uh, Matt has just done so much and is continuing to do so much Uh, he's traveled all over the world continues to regularly travel and uh, is just doing a lot of cool things so without any further rambling from me guys let's get to the conversation let's gain some perspective with Matthew Vincent It's just I'm always just trying to figure it out, man. That's
1: all anyone's trying to do. No one has any fucking
0: clue. We're all just trying to fucking dude. figure it out, dude. There's
1: no rules to this. It's <laughs> a fucking wild west. Just do what you can. Figure out how to make it work and continue getting to do it right. Like that's the biggest goal is. Yeah. I like doing the podcast. Yeah. And so whatever allows me to continue doing that is what I'll
0: <laughs> what I'll keep putting the pressure to. Dude, sometimes I feel like. Just it feels kind of surreal. Like since I'm going on three years since I've had this podcast, Mm -hmm. and um, like I really love it because one, I just enjoy connecting with people and sitting here having these conversations. And then it blows my mind the fact that people will like give me an hour of their time, right, right, to sit here and do this this thing like to have a conversation that we call a podcast. But um, just just the idea that you can make a living off of it, just. Because I always, in my mind, dude, like, I break everything down to the most simple form. So in my mind, like, all we're doing is we're just sitting here having a conversation.
1: Oh, look, I, I find I find it fucking hysterical that somehow this is a job. Yeah. However, look, eyes are valuable, and, and they always have been. And so if you have done something to capture people's attention, and it's not based on bullshit or fuckery, like, it's it's valuable yeah and if you have a message if you have a thing to share if you've got not only that like it's consistent it's continuing to do the show it's not missing a week it's yeah it's not skipping content yeah, it's a grind dude yeah it's, it's a fucking job
0: it real, dude so i um well I'm, it's work it, it, yeah i don't know that i would say it's a job yeah i guess it just depends on how you look at it i always like to say um like work is a thing you get to do not a place you have to go and and, and that's just like i kind of developed that because like with Especially the first two years of this podcast, like I, I was doing a lot of traveling and just I was two episodes a week and I'm fucking grinding, doing all this shit. And it, it doesn't feel like work, but it, it, it takes a lot, as you know, like ske- yeah. scheduling people and rescheduling. How many
1: have you done in one day?
0: Um, I've done three podcasts in a day. <laughs> yeah, it's work. <laughs> like those, yeah. Dude, you're I mean, slaughtered at the end. Dude, that was a grind of a day for sure. By the
1: end of it, you're like question... <laughs> just staring at people aimlessly.
0: <laughs> yeah, dude. So, I mean, I, I was like, I, I I think about, I always try to pick apart like, why do I think the way I think, or why do I think of something, like, why do I think a certain thing about a thing? And I, I was wondering, like, I wonder if it's because like, I, I'm from here in Missouri. Mm-hmm. It's very blue-collar. You're from Louisiana, yep. right? So, like, same same, same thing. thing. Very blue-collar, hard-working people. Yeah. Dad's a boilermaker. Mom mom's a teacher. So, yeah, you know all about it, then. It's like, in that in that mindset that blue collar mindset i feel like there everything of value or anything like attributed with work and value is like you have to be doing this physical hard thing and when you you're know, not doing that it doesn't I, feel like work
1: well i i think that that's a short-sighted mindset by the people on the other side of it I me mean, right like well i think i think someone who has that type of a job right where they are grinding where it is physical labor or not just manual labor but Going to a place and doing the thing and putting in the time and watching it, you know, build this career that there's this five and ten year plan for like, oh, we can get a raise in five years if, you know, the, the uh, pacing is really strange in, at a regular job now for me. Yeah. Compared to the way that my life runs now because, I mean, I, I have managed to fill all my free time with other work. And so it's, you know, Hate Brand and then there's Habit Coffee and then there's the i So Podcast and then we have the YouTube channel and so... There's something to be done. Right, right. And I, I, I love it because I, I do board really poorly. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's right. not great for me.
0: Right, and I, I, I just love the idea that, like, you you can create these things to do the work, and, like, you're creating value in the world, and, like, you don't have to go to this 9 to 5 no. and, like, live this typical life or you, it's yeah, like you don't making to widgets to, yep. pro- to produce value for society it's like dude we're living in a time that's better than fucking ever like you can create your own path i agree with that 100 yeah. percent. i think that that's probably the biggest thing that's that's come to
1: fruition for me in the last two years is just like nothing's impossible i just i just don't think anything's impossible anymore i think there's some stuff that's unlikely yeah there <laughs> may be some yeah not, not probable
0: yeah like what's the probability not the possibility. right that's exactly, exactly right, right. If, if
1: someone's ever done it it makes it possible. Right. It may be unlikely. Right. You know, but that's that's how I look at it. And if it's possible, that means there's a next step. So we just have to figure out whatever the next step is on that path. Right. You know, is that next step hiring someone? Is that next step better marketing? Is it improving the podcast quality? Is it doing whatever the next step is? Like, you know, essentially wanting to start an apparel company, right? Like step one is get a design. Right. And then, I mean, a name of your company would be cool. (laughs) Perhaps a
0: logo. Perhaps a logo. And then from there, like... Put that on some stuff. Make a shirt. Yeah. Sell it. Go sell it. You know, and then
1: the panic people put on themselves are like, I want to start my own business. And then go, we've built such a litigious society that everyone's so scared of all the legal stuff. And people get really bogged down in that and look at it as this big fucking hurdle that can't quite overcome of, well, I need... Trademark, and I need uh, patents, or I need any of these other type of things to be protected because I've been told that this is such a big, scary world, and everyone's going to fucking steal from me.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And, you know, start selling.
0: Because at the end of the day, you don't really have a business unless you're selling something. Right. Like
1: Start selling, and when it's making enough money, use that money to invest in a trademark. Yeah. Stop doing it on the front end.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's like the idea you have No one's sneaking in to steal your $500 idea. Nobody. Yeah, you don't have to have it all set up to no, get to get started. We didn't have it set up for 2 years. Damn. So how did you like what 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 helped you develop that mindset you feel like to where you feel like nothing's impossible? Was there an event or something within um, the last 2 years to where you're like, "You know what, man, I fucking done some shit and nothing's impossible." Like what made you realize it's that? It's
1: not so much uh you know like there wasn't a thing, but just the fact that it has turned this way like that. I got to go and do this Highland Games thing for as long I did and compete and have some success in that sport. And then, you know, through an injury, really, really thought things were fucked. Um, got to a really, really bad way for a few years dealing with chronic pain and not being able to move really well. And hell, not even really being able to walk very well. Like I think a, I could a quarter mile a day would just fuck me. Mm. And so now that I'm on a fake knee and I'm running, and making progress oh, and okay. business is growing you know everything's especially there's that feeling too of like oh when I, should, when I quit competing this thing's done yeah like the brand can't survive after that because then who the fuck am i why would anyone be interested in the things i'm doing
0: yeah because the brand is synonymous with your competition life yeah and then it depends right if you built the
1: brand based on that right then it is
0: yeah or at least that's the idea
1: and and i never hold. did mm. i always Wanted the brand to have a standalone thing, which is, I think it makes a slower growth instead of, like, trying to placate to sell more shirts to the crowd that I was invested in. And maybe you can do that, right? Like, maybe I want to make more novelty-style shirts of, I don't know, fucking caber jokes or whatever it would be, or hammer. (laughs) (laughs) shit I wouldn't wear yeah so I'm not interested in like
0: Thor shirt yeah or the
1: the fucking how's your snatch like some fucking (laughs) dumb CrossFit shirt (laughs) (laughs) just so not interested right and luckily it's panned out long term that it's not Matt Vincent apparel yeah you know it's it's own thing right it's standalone right and now seven years in I feel pretty confident that we're a thing
0: yeah I'd say so so yeah, dude, you're doing some cool ass shit. So. I appreciate it, man. You actually kinda of mentioned a few things in there, so we'll kinda of like yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we can dissect a bit all over the map. So. Yeah, dude, we'll unpack some shit. Like, you know, I mean you you're from Louisiana, right? And um let's start with your, your athletic career. Like were you were you always an athlete, like, growing up? Like Yeah, I don't I don't ever remember there being a point of, like, do you want to play sports? It's just a thing. You've yeah, done.
1: I was just, yeah. soccer starts next year. Okay. Like, I barely remember that. I just remember going to soccer. Yeah. And then it was, yeah, I played sports all the way through school. And then uh, things started getting more focused, as they should, about the time I got to high school. Okay. And so, like, I dropped baseball because I just wasn't, wasn't very good at it. Um, didn't enjoy it too much. And then... Track and field and football became focus, and uh, finished up high school doing that. Got on an athletic scholarship to LSU.
0: Were you this size in high school?
1: I was uh, forty pounds bigger, so I was. I graduated high school at about two seventy-five. You're a big man. I was, I was thick, a little, <laughs> a little heavy. Uh, yeah, so you know, went through college, uh, track and field scholarship at LSU, and then finished that up. And kind of didn't do anything for a while. I uh, opened a bicycle shop and uh, did that with a few friends.
0: So you've always had, like, this entrepreneurial drive. You know, but I like making money.
1: Yeah. And I like working for me. Yeah. I never had, like, this want to be a business owner idea. Mm, you just wanted to make money. Yeah. That Like, <laughs> even the whole time I was in college, that's all. Like, I never I fucking hated college. I hated college. I hated going to class. I thought it was a complete fucking waste of my time. Um... I wasn't going to do anything for a living that involved any of the shit that I had to go listen to. Yeah. And I knew that. You were
0: just doing it for for the athletics?
1: I, I guess. When I mean that, and I can't imagine not finishing my
0: degree. Yeah. But which, at the same
1: time, like, it's useless. Like, I
0: <laughs> fucking ever needed it. Dude, that's how I feel. I have two degrees, and I'm just like, what, Perfect. what, what the fuck is the purpose, dude? The, the
1: only benefit I have of that is I didn't get out of school with any debt due to the athletics. Yeah. And so that's a big big plus and i mean i have a dog shit degree i've got a general studies degree from lsu it's not useful especially not for anything i currently do
0: <laughs> um but you got the paper sure i guess i don't know where that is <laughs> i've never seen it Dude. i assume it's at my mom's house somewhere that's okay but eh. yeah i call those things cl- <laughs> closet trophies yeah i just
1: what a what an old system that needs to be really gutted
0: for real. I feel kind of like an asshole sometimes in the sense, like, I don't want people to feel like I'm just, like, bashing on education. I, I Hold on. I don't have any problem with education. Right, yeah. Well, I, I have a problem with a giant fucking business. Of formal education. That right, know that,
1: is, that somehow 200 grand in debt is the
0: way for your future success, and I don't fucking agree with that. Yeah, I don't either. I don't either. I feel like... The amount of people or that make a lot of money in like the trades business, it's like we don't push enough kids in the trades. We don't at all. At no, all. It,
1: it it it's a real mistake that we've made as a country and that's that that switch that we made during our parents' generation of going to college is something that has to be done and if you don't, you're a fuck up. You're a loser, dude. Right. That, that's the narrative. And which is part of why we've ended up here, because we have a giant population of people who've gotten degrees that don't have any skills. Right. Whereas if any of these people would have become electricians or general contractors or plumbers or any of these things, we'd still have the possibility of manufacturing shit in our country. Yeah. But instead, we now have people that aren't going to go into manufacturing jobs because they went to college and got a degree and they're entitled to their corner office and their vacation and doing all this
0: other shit. There's no shortage of educated people, but there's a whole lot of fucking idiots out there with fucking degrees. I think there's tons of uneducated people. I think there's a bunch of people who learn to memorize
1: a bunch of shit from books that isn't useful.
0: Yeah. Well, I I always separate education from intelligence. Okay. So I'd be like, all right, you can go fucking read the book and pass the test. And sure, you got the education, like you have the paper, but you're not an intelligent person. You're not able to actually like conceptually... Understand what you not. Just did. No, not everyone can. Yeah, so I always, I always kind of parse those two apart.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. I agree completely. Yeah, it, it's
0: very, very odd,
1: odd place we're in, man. I'm just curious to see what our society decides to do to right the boat. But as of right now, we don't value education. So
0: no, we don't. And we really don't. Till then, yeah. We'll see what happens. I always wonder, Like, I feel like I love America, mm-hmm. and uh, I, but I don't feel like. We want to be the best because I feel like it would be it would, it would be more beneficial to have more winners. I 100 percent agree with you. The problem that I see with what you're saying, too, is
1: that I do think theoretically we'd like to be the best. Yeah, I think most the problem with it is most people already think we are. And those, it's the same idea of, like, people you know that already know everything and they can't fucking learn anything new.
0: Oh, yeah. So
1: until we can admit we've got some things that are fucked and need to be sorted
0: out, we're not going to address them. Yeah. Because it's
1: too easy to just stand on top of the hill and keep yelling that we're the fucking best and there's no mistakes made.
0: Yeah, you're right. That's a good point. That's a good point. And
1: I don't know, man. It's just not beneficial. I don't see how that yields progress. And that's... That's all I care about. I'm not saying that things are fucked. I'm not saying things are terrible. I'm not saying that they're so much better somewhere else. Right. But they could be better.
0: Yeah. And I, if they
1: can be better, let's fucking do that.
0: I agree with you. Yeah, I agree with that for sure. I, I, yeah, I, um, I got so I got my master's degree in healthcare administration. Okay. And I got my undergrad in, uh, in just business, and um, but yeah, like after like hindsight always being 2020. I'm just like I only did that just because I thought I thought that's what I was like supposed to Same. do. Like not understanding that there there's just all these opportunities.
1: Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, I agree. Yeah. Now Now that following that line, right? That that bit of the supposed to do. And I don't know if that's conscious or or conscience or whatever it would be, but it definitely I didn't punch out of that idea of like oh, I'm just going to do whatever the fuck I want until way later. Yeah. Which is probably good. Probably. It wouldn't have been great for me at 20. <laughs> Having some <laughs> bit of a line to follow of, like, go to school, get a degree, find a job. Like, that was probably better for me. Taking that path? Yeah. yeah that's the path I took. And, I mean, I, 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 I tried that, you know, path. And then even the find the job bit as trying to do the bike shop thing, um, I learned a lot from that. I got a bunch of debt from it, but I learned a lot from it. Um, but, man, it's life, man. I'll make more money.
0: I'll dude, figure it out. Yeah, it's just it's just a journey, dude. I'm
1: just trying to... Like, what I won't sit around do is be a person that can't make decisions. Yeah. Fuck that. Yeah, complacency. No, just... Well, people just get so scared to make a decision, like they're waiting for the right thing to know that it's right. Oh. Um, Instead, like, just start fucking up.
0: Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. just
1: pay attention. Just don't be so invested in the decision that you make that you can't pivot left or right based on it not going well.
0: Yeah. That's, it's, 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 it's very rare that you make – I mean, it happens that you make such a, a – bad decision that you can't pivot to
1: well it does if you ride it into the ground like an idiot oh yeah like you, like you if you just refuse to yield on any of same your points right and then like and no more. this is the best we <laughs> always bet on black and like yeah black
0: man yeah it's not paying off you probably see that a lot with athletes right it's like hey man it's probably time to to hang it up ah, that's and you just keep riding it out that's a tough one yeah that's a
1: tough one too because that one, that one pivots a lot more to me to to identity, yeah. And who who are you, right? And that kind of feeling of, but if I'm not competing, if I'm not doing strongman, if I'm not doing powerlifting, if I'm not a big guy, yeah. who am I? Yeah. You know, you you attach yourself to a lot of these things, and being able to separate from those is really nice. And I tried to explain that a lot how I felt whenever I was competing that. None of these PRs are gonna be on my fucking tombstone, man. Like yeah. they're a thing I did. They're not who I am. Right. And that's I think that's really important to keep that mindset because that makes the transition out yeah, a lot
0: better. A lot easier. Yeah. There's this um there's this old Disney movie called Brink. Okay. It's uh it's about this kid who uh he like he's a rollerblader. But in there there's I, I remember seeing this like it, it's ingrained in my mind from whenever i was a little kid i watched this movie <laughs> it's like the dad said he's basically teaching his son this this exact lesson like skating is a thing that you do it's not who you are and he was just kind of using his thing so it's like me as like i've been an athlete my whole life like i fought mma professionally and it's like i, I stopped fighting like almost four years ago but it was a very hard thing to do because what you're talking about like your whole identity is wrapped up into this. So whether you're an athlete or an entrepreneur or whatever the case may be is like sometimes you just get so wrapped up in the thing that you're doing that you identify with what you do as who you are. For sure. And especially once you start finding success in one. Yeah. Then
1: it's really easy to stay on the gas toward that thing.
0: Yeah. That's and true. And it's
1: really tough cuz man, it just does that thing to you toward the end. And it's everyone where not every day sucks. It's just it starts sliding to more days sucked than good days. But occasionally one kicks in and you're like, I fucking got it. (laughs) We're still here. There's some combination of like rest and sleep. And stretching and
0: training yep. that allows this not to feel shitty, <laughs> and eventually, like you are just gonna hit and that. You just can't. <laughs> you're gonna, you hold out hope though. Father time's undefeated, man. Always, always. So, how long? How long? So, how long did you compete in the Highland Games? I did the Highland Games from uh, my very first
1: game would have been in like October of two thousand eight, yeah. and then I wrapped up my career in. 2016 was my last year. So eight years. So eight years, almost yeah. a full decade. Yeah, almost of just hammering away. Yeah, uh,
0: man, it was a fucking good trip. I would, I would have kept doing it. What, what got you into that? Because I know you said you did like powerlifting and some, some so, other like strength involved sports before getting into that. Yeah. So after I got out of the bike shop thing, or I guess probably while the
1: bike shop thing was kind of dying, um, my brother had gotten into some strongman stuff. And uh, there was a guy he was training with down in Baton Rouge, Mark Cummings. And so I started going with him to go train. And it was fun. Yeah. It was a new thing. Like, I knew after I got out of track and field, and I think this is an issue that athletes have, too, is I don't have any concept of how to go to the gym for health. It's just all... I know how to fucking train to get better at a thing. All performance. All performance. But going to the gym for the sake of gym, it's training. I go to train for a thing. Like not move to to whatever it was, right? And that was a really hard shift because I just couldn't find the motivation of like, what the fuck are we doing? I mean, here? it's not a social club. You want to hang out? Fucking, by I've, never <laughs> go, go. I've never cared. <laughs> never cared about that. I've, and <laughs> in fact, we'll, we'll get to that. But like, I I didn't get it. Like, I didn't get what to do when I'm in there or how to program it or like, what the fuck? Because I've never cared about the aesthetic side of it. Yeah, it's it's nice. It's a great side effect. Yeah. But that's never what made my fucking dick hard, and made me want to go train. Yeah. It was always get better at the thing. Right. And so once I got out, like I didn't know how to train. And then once I'd got strongman, I was like, sweet, we got a thing. We can compete a few times a year. I have some people to train with. I can figure this new thing out. Lots of new things to learn. Great. Got obsessed with it. Enjoyed strongman and realized at some point that I don't have what it takes. I mean, I'm just not big enough. Um, you got to be massive. I found some success. Like, I won some contests. I did well. I, w- I would have been a decent amateur. Did you have an event you were best at that you remember? Um, Pretty good overhead pressing. So, log was a pretty strong event for me, usually. Okay. Uh, I see those guys pick up those fucking Atlas stones. Atlas stones, stones are fun. <laughs> I'm just not quite <laughs> tall enough. Oh, okay. So, it's it's an arm reach.
0: Oh yeah, to get around the circumference. Biggest issue, yeah. So if I was
1: like three inches taller, I could be pretty rad at atlas stones, but my hair short to be really good at them. Okay, Um, at least for what skill set I have. But they're fun. Like I mean, I mean, I built out a whole. Strongman garage gym. At one point, I mean, poured my own atlas stones, made my own yoke, because none of none of the equipment existed in two thousand and seven. There wasn't a rogue.
0: Yeah, you can't just probably hop on Amazon and go. No, I
1: found metal fabricators and welded shit and bought old oxygen tanks and bolted handles to them and made farmers carries and made all all the DIY equipment. Yeah, I mean, I had a full run of stones in my garage of up to up to a four twenty one. Really mad that didn't land on the number I hoped but <laughs> Try and get that ah. should have just painted it that way anyway
0: yeah, it's cl- 420 it's fucking close close enough <laughs> Weigh <dude>. yourself <laughs> we can round it
1: uh but yeah did did that did strongman for a while enjoyed it really liked what i got out of training and still use some of it today i still think farmer's carries are really valuable or a trap bar carry or uh stone loading stone loading is so fucking hard and so incredibly taxing on the body uh So are carries, just like a Housafel carry. Um, I still like using a log. So there's a lot of great stuff that I got from that window. Yeah. Um, So I did a little bit of powerlifting as well. That would have been powerlifting followed strongman. I'd found a group that was training, and I actually got into it to help my strongman. Okay. Figured, if I'm going to get stronger, why not go train with strong people?
0: Right. That makes sense.
1: Uh, I ended up training with a group in Louisiana, in Baton Rouge, uh, Gary Frank. And uh, his group at like Hardcore Barbells, a little gym in his backyard, and Gary's a monster. Gary's a one of the older legendary powerlifting dudes, especially in the uh, you know fully equipped geared stuff with squat suits and bent shirts and everything. So Gary's the first big dude to ever break, like, the—well, he broke the 25, 26, 27, 28, and 2,900-pound totals before everyone else. Oh, wow. Yeah, so just, just insane. And— Trained with him for a while, learned a lot, did some uh, equipped powerlifting for a few years, APF, so squat suits and all those type of things, so bench shirts and did that, did some raw lifting. Yeah, you had all the fucking tools. Yeah, and then did a couple weightlifting meets, enjoyed that. Um, The competitions
0: are real boring. <laughs> I assume, dude, Olympic weightlifting is just—it's—it's it's only two lifts, right? It's just, yeah, snatch and clean and jerk. Snatch and clean. Yeah, dude, like I have a friend who does that. He's uh, his name is uh, Matt Owen. He owns okay. a gym here called uh, Project Deliverance. Oh, right on. Yeah, he does a lot of training with the, like the Jim Jones guys and stuff like oh, that. Oh, nice. And uh, yeah, I'm just like so. I was like, so do you do anything else? He's like, no, man, pretty much just, just these two. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Man, I'm I'm glad there's people that are into it.
1: <laughs> it's not enough for me. Uh, and then as I trained, they found a Highland Games and went to go do it. Yeah. And uh, immediately took to it. There's too many years of throwing background for it not to make sense. Right. It's it's like cheating. You're essentially enter the sport with all the beginner gains.
0: Yeah. Already. You've already been training all Yeah, you these, already know how to years. do all these things. It's just
1: now figuring out different footwork. Yeah. Uh, so took to it really well, and so you know, 2008 did one game, and then 2009, 2010 did full competition seasons as amateurs, ah, 2009, 2010, 2011, and then 2010, I won an amateur world championship, In 2011, I won two, and then that got me an automatic invite to uh, the professional world championships, uh, like two weeks later, <laughs> which I wasn't prepared for. <laughs> oh, shit. I thought it was going to be the next year. Two and they weeks. were like, "It's in two weeks," and I'm like, "Sick!" I'll see, see you there. <laughs> let's let's go party. <laughs> okay. And so I went and took second. Had a had a fucking ball. Dude, that's awesome. And uh, then I won the following year. Um, it was fun, man. That career, uh, the Highland Games thing, is just the sweetest little loophole of strength sports.
0: Yeah, like, h- how do you even get into that? yeah it's the same way you do you know strongman or
1: anything right like you find an event and go and suck at it and then figure out the people there and figure out if you can train with them and i've never seen an event right right (laughs) so there's that's what i was like how the fuck do you yeah so there's 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 nine right there's there's nine events in in the standard competitions you have two stone throws two weight throws uh weight over bar caber sheaf and two hammers and uh yeah, they're not common, and as far as strength sports goes, they're not heavy. Like, the heaviest thing we throw is 56 pounds, so it's not heavy considering anything else. Right, all the other things that you can... And my favorite part of the Highland Games, the weights don't ever go up. That's it. They weigh this. Yeah. Throw them
0: further. It's just, yeah, who, who can perform better. Where do they hold them at, though? You know what I'm saying? Like... Um, all over.
1: So I mean, I've competed from uh, in France and Iceland and Scotland and England and... All the way, all over the country. I mean, wow. I, I competed like twenty times a year. Do they have them here in like Missouri? I don't ever- think so. Okay, because I'm just. Fu- I've never competed here. I'm just a goddamn Missouri guy. Yeah, so. I've never competed here. I competed a uh, competed in Chicago. Like you, they hosted a game up there every year. Okay, and then once once I there's a ton of games that aren't professional games mm. that are usually part of like ren fairs and stuff like that. Okay, and um, I wasn't an amateur very long. And so the, my, most of my career was in the professionals, and so I don't remember what the amateur schedule
0: oh, looks like. That's okay. Well. That's better yeah. that way, right? Yeah, I guess. I, I always, always kind of like it to, like, you see, you see certain fighters, sometimes they, uh, like, they'll go pro immediately, and then you just you, you elevate to the level that you're competing at. Yep. So it's like if you stayed amateur for long, then you're probably not going to get as good as you could. So No, right. Just, and, man. Go ahead first. At the pro thing, like,
1: well, they pay us every
0: weekend. Like we make money yeah. they
1: fly us to the place we're at they typically put us up in a hotel like we're treated great for such a strange sport that no one's ever heard of
0: I, I love I just I, I love the idea of of just like of like niche communities because it doesn't matter what the interest is like there's usually a community for it Sure, and when there's a community for it, then like then there's opportunity. Well, that's
1: the big thing. The online thing is built, right? Yeah,
0: that that people want to shit on social media or X, Y, and Z. But you know, we don't meet. No, we don't. Without this, dude. You, so it's it's funny because um, so you know Kyle from Jumbo? I, th- I think it, I do. It may, it may yeah. Like so he so. Yeah. I've dealt with him a while back. Like
1: uh, one of my friends, Tate Fletcher, I knows knows right. those guys real well. Yeah, I so. think you
0: guys kind of cross paths. So like, I'm friends with Kyle, and like he came, he was visiting in town. May have been to
1: his house. I'm not sure.
0: Maybe like a year ago, he was here. He's like, dude. He's like, you should. He's like, you should uh, reach out to my my friend Matt. He just moved here. Oh shit! And he's like, he's like, he knows me as as Kyle from Jumbo. Perfect. And uh, he's like, and that is the dude I know. Yeah, he's yes. like, he goes, just reach out to him. So like. I came across you on social, and, like, I kind of just kind of, like, watched from the far. Like, obviously, like, you're busy. And, like, last year, everything kind of shut the fuck down. So I didn't, like, reach out to anybody, to be honest. But then, um, yeah, dude, like, just this whole idea of social media. I was like, man, now I have, at least, even if it's, like, a weak connection, at least there's a connection there. And then I can reach out later. And then now here we are. So it's like, dude, social definitely has its benefits. And, I mean, dude, for sure me, I'll I'll never talk shit on it. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> my, whole, my whole life is based on it working really well, so I've, I'll never be
0: mad about it, dude. Fuck, dude. It creates opportunity, but just the idea that there's a, a niche market, and then that—I mean—that allowed you to live this fucking awesome ass life that you're living right now. Like, it sure, yeah. I think I like I like that idea. I think that's such a cool ass thing that. that yeah, because I world.
1: mean, look—if I had to have hate brand in a store, like it doesn't work. Like, I can't, it's not going to work in a brick or mortar here in town. Like, it's just not enough people. There's not yeah. enough eyes to support it yeah. for such a niche thing. Right. But globally, there is. Yeah. Now, how do I access all those people from here? And exactly. that's the way to do it. Dude.
0: You produce yeah. media and you produce content. Right. Yeah, and you can just you can just create whatever lane that you want to fucking create. Try, <laughs> yeah, you can you can do your best. You can do your best, man. So what? Where? Where's like one of the the most interesting places that you've actually got to compete at? Because like you, you got to go all around the world. Is there anywhere that actually like sticks out to you? That's like, man, that was an interesting ass place to go to.
1: Man, throwing in Scotland's fun. It's just it's such a different thing, especially with you know the history of it and those type of things.
0: Yeah. Um, it's just a different energy. Yeah. Well, and. There.
1: It's treated more like a track meet and less like a ren fair.
0: Okay. So over here,
1: it's part of a ren fair, and you get people in the whole get up and ren fair system and those things. People walking, eating turkey legs, and doing that whole thing. Yeah. And in Scotland, they're not doing any of the ren fair shit Is because it? they lived that. Right. Right. Like it's not a cosplay <laughs> for them to fucking dress up in old timey garb and drink out of a horn. Right. They just have a fair. Yeah. And it's like a town fair and there's carnival rides and bullshit. And there's the Highland competition. There's um, dancing and there's track. There's people running. There's people riding bikes and racing bikes. There's us throwing in the middle of the field. We're considered uh, heavy athletics. Okay. And so that's what we're doing on the field. And there's full track meet going on everywhere else. And it's, it's rad. I I really love that vibe.
0: That's sick, dude. Yeah. They do like tractor pulls. Yeah. And they do these
1: crazy tug of wars. Really? The tug-of-war guys are super gnarly. They'll, uh, man, they're all, like, deformed. Because, so, I mean, like, they get really specialty, so they're in boots, like, big work boots, and then they've got spikes built into the boots that come off of, like, the insole and then the outsole. So you would mm. lean into the ground this way and, like, fully anchor in. Yeah. And almost like you're walking upstairs. Okay. And so, like, I mean, they'll dig these ladder rungs, mm. essentially, into the earth. Yeah, these spikes, and so your whole team is in line, and so you've got someone yelling, and it's like boom, boom, and they all step at the same time. Oh, that's probably cool, dude. As it's fuck. wild, but like that, the down leg that's locked, that probably puts it. It just ends up hyperextending, yeah. And so you see all these guys when they're locked, that leg just oh. just sits so far back. Oh my gosh! I'm like, oh
0: my, no I, thanks. <laughs> anytime I see any precarious like position like that on the body, I dude. just I just feel the pain. No man, same boat. I, went, I, went, I
1: had too many too many neat things. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Too many neat things. There was a period of time that like even catching part of a football game on TV is someone getting tackled, I'm like, He'll never walk again. <laughs> it just doesn't matter what the tackle is, I'm like, he'll never walk again. He's dead. He's yeah, dead. Like he's how dead. is this even working right now? The the
0: body just broke.
1: Oh man, that's a terrible feeling, right? Like that feeling that your body's fragile. Yeah.
0: Is such a weird thing for an athlete. I hate it more than anything. Yeah. Like just to not have my physical capabilities. It was just like, you know, when I, especially whenever I get hurt, because it's like you know, thirty seconds ago I was just fine, and then I try, I decided to push it, or I decided to get like one more rep, or I decided to do this one, and I'm just like, why did I fucking do that? Like, th- it was ten seconds left in the round, and I and I had to do that thing. Yeah. and like, now it cost me two weeks. Cost you two weeks, and then you just realize like how fragile you are, and it's just like this. It gets me- old. This meat suit just doesn't. Yeah. It's I'm because. As an athlete, right, your whole identity is, is wrapped up into what you can do with this meat suit, and then all of a sudden you can't do anything with it. It's just like, what the fuck, man!
1: Man, that's and that that's a mentality like I've been trying to to work a lot on and see how I feel about it. Like, I definitely I definitely address my body in a different like as a different thing than who I am, because I'll like if I'm you know trying to get get going or get fired up or you know if we're running and trying to convince myself that like hey we're gonna keep going. It's always, we're okay. Yeah. It's always a plural. Mm -hmm. We're okay. Keep fucking going. You know, that you you, you quit panicking body. Just do the thing. Yeah. And it's it's kind of an interesting thing that it's like, yeah, I just want to see what the machine can do, especially if I properly feed it and train it. Now, where the mental shift I've been able to do and I really like is I'm done pursuing max strength. I did it. Yeah. Right? So... During my discovery of what my body's capable of, I spent my 30s finding my late 20s, early 30s, figuring out max strength. Yeah. How far I can throw, how much I can lift, whatever I can do. I found those numbers. They're never going to be better. Right. So I'm going to quit chasing those. You just got to find peace in that. I found them. Yeah. These were the answer. Now I can have weird feelings about those numbers, like they're not enough or I didn't accomplish what I set out to or any of that shit. But that's my own emotion getting tagged to it, right? Instead of just saying, "I did give it everything I had at the time that I thought I could." I'm not playing that "what if I would have" whatever game, right? And so this is what yielded.
0: Was so it? Was, you own it. Was it easy for you to to come to that like acceptance? No,
1: no, of course
0: not. <laughs> of course not. How did you get there?
1: Um, a variety of things. Um, you know, getting hurt. And trying to figure out some other perspectives and kind of realizing that it was one thing to to get injured and have surgeries and those type of things and know, all right, we got a rehab coming. Like rehab's, fucking rehab's easy. Yeah. It's work. And it's linear. Just do it it's, every yeah, day. Yeah, man. It's, it's easy grind. Yeah, I yep. can do that. Mm-hmm. But there was another thing when I realized that, like, oh, I can't walk up and down stairs anymore, and I'm not rehabbing it. Like, there's no – it's not getting better. Mm. And so that that was a pivot that I'd never fully expected to have to deal with. Like, I knew that I wouldn't compete anymore at some point, but I never expected that I couldn't be athletic.
0: Yeah, that's probably a different thing to accept. Way different. That –
1: and, and it's not so much that my identity was ever based on being the Highland Games guy, but I'm definitely an athlete. Yeah. And how much of my personality is based off of what this thing's been able to do for me, of all the rad experiences that I've got to do from lifting things and all that. And so, you know, something <laughs> mentally, you know, a, you know, perspective I've had recently is just Look of all the choices and all the chances that you get for different bodies to inhabit during your lifetime. Like if you look at just the variety of people. Right. I got really lucky. <laughs> I got a really bitchin' meat suit. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just going to see what it's capable of. Yeah. You yeah. Know, how does it respond to weight loss? How, how strong can it get? How big can it get? What does it do if I feed it this way? What does it do if I fast? What is it? I want to know. Yeah. Yeah. I want to know what this one does. I'm not interested in trying to tell you how to run yours. Right. I have no concerns to be dead honest with
0: you. Yeah, dude. <laughs> it's 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 all an experiment. That's it. It really is. There's no fucking one right way for anybody.
1: Now, how I arrived at those things, uh started dabbling in psychedelics in 20 probably 15, okay. A little bit here and there, and then got way more into it 2017, 2018 and then I would say it's been very, very consistent tool for me, uh, for the last three years. And it's it's been great. It's just such a different perspective shift and has allowed me to sort through so many things better and faster and come to a place that you know how you get over a thing and you have to whenever you see it and it triggers, you have to convince yourself that like we don't respond that way anymore and then you move on? Yes. It doesn't do the thing that you have to tell yourself. We don't respond that way anymore. It it's set. Right. Yeah. So it changes the autopilot. Yeah, you're some rewiring. Right. Yeah. And that's that's been really key. Okay. There's a couple things that don't quite take, and uh, trying to get those sorted out. Like, there's just some that, you know, I'll get I'll get frustrated over a thing that isn't a bother for whatever reason. That one's a really tough one for me to rewire because I can get to it. Yeah, like it's a couple minutes. It cost me, but like, fuck, man, if we could just skip that step, <laughs> like, this would be so much nicer. If brain wouldn't show, you know, whatever doesn't show up and say like, oh, I don't want to do that. Yeah, like, fuck, man, we're doing it. You yeah, know, you, we're doing. Just it. Shut the
0: <laughs> fuck <laughs> <Right>. up, brain.
1: <laughs> you know, you know, we're going.
0: Yeah, dude. Yeah, I've psychedelics have definitely been a very powerful tool in my life as well. Like, what's uh,
1: what's your experience?
0: Um, so just, dude, one of the biggest downloads I ever had was, um, uh, with with a DMT experience. Really. Um, Dude, it was it was so So with a with a
1: pen or wh- how are you, how are you uh
0: Um yeah it, I just based it. Okay. Yeah. So just I had some powder and put it like in one of those little like, mm-hmm. looks like a crack pipe. No, oh, yeah, yeah, a <laughs> little mess pipe. I've got one yeah, in the house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it was actually ironically enough it was, it was the first time I did it. Um, and it 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 came on so like powerfully like I just blasted the fuck off. Yep. And um like whenever I finally like I came back to like this plane of existence, and like I was I was extremely scared the whole time. Like I thought I was gonna be there forever, and like I was I was like this dude. I was like I was at, on my couch, and I came to, and I was like this. And I was like oh fuck, and like I realized after like I sat and I thought with that for a while. Like why was I so scared of like being there? Like why was everything like scaring the fuck out of me? And like I realized that. One, I did think I was gonna be there forever, <laughs> and but then I, I realized like my entire identity, like, is wrapped up in this physical meat suit. This, like, when I see the mirror, I look in the mirror like that's Adam. This is Adam. That's what I thought. I'm sure, like, this is Adam. Like, every in. In that moment, though, like I'm in this other plane of existence. Like I couldn't. It was so. It was so intense the very first time. I couldn't really get my bearings. Like I've had plenty of experiences since, to where like you kind of go to that place and it makes sense. But it, interesting. I, I haven't had that DMT experience that where it makes sense. Well, not makes sense. I just mean like the first time I blasted off it's like I didn't know which way was up. That that's that's super fair. At least now I, I know what's going on. Exactly. Like I kind of know what's coming, like it's not just complete foreign experience to where like I'm trying to get some sort of bearings. It's like I couldn't get any sort of bearings this first time. No. It, that makes sense. Yeah. Especially
1: like that was your first psychedelic experience?
0: Just my first time with DMT. Okay. So yeah. you had
1: mushroom stuff like that before? Mushrooms,
0: okay. LSD. Um I was I was actually kind of expecting you can't. You're, no, I fucked up, not. right? <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> yep. I didn't know what to expect, but I was open to the experience. But I was expecting maybe something similar to like LSD or something. And nope. Like, I hit it, and all of a sudden I see some geometrics, and the next thing I know, I'm completely engulfed. Yep. Gone. Boom. Gone. Another universe. I'm like, oh fuck! Like, what's like? Oh, I'm gonna be here forever. Like, it was some scary ass shit. I feel like there's some things communicating with me, but like, I can't. I'm just trying to be, fucking just be okay. Essentially, I finally come to you and I realized just like, man, like I realized like I have a body. I am not my body. Like right. you, if you want to call it the soul or you call it energy or whatever you want to call it, like we are not this body. Like that's, that was my biggest takeaway from that experience because everything had had been in this physical space. But I completely experienced that as me. But my body wasn't there. Yeah, yeah. there was there's no disassociation of who I was. One of the things I really like
1: about that that disconnect that that change is that I uh whenever I'm doing that like I don't have any of the nagging injuries yes you know my knee doesn't hurt my hip doesn't bother me my low back's not tight these type of things right and so like it's I wrote about it one night and it wasn't DMT that I had used it was think it was a pretty decent mushroom trip I had done and was like oh man so you know the scene in Fight Club Where they're in the limit, they're not in a limousine, but they're in a town car and Brad Pitt's driving Edward Norton's arguing with him and he's basically trying to grab the wheel. Mm -hmm. And he just kept telling him, let go. Let go. Just fucking let go. And there's so much value, I think, in that destruction of letting go and just watching it all fucking crumble. Yeah. But I don't want to deal with the consequences of watching my life go to shit. Yet. But taking that medicine allows me to just have all of those things that are typically con- concerns for me, or the nagging pain, or any of these type of things. They're fucking gone. So take my take a couple hours and enjoy the vacation and reset. Right. And that's one of the ways it's worked really well for me. Is I get that big value of like, <sighs> I honestly don't give a shit. And it's a couple hours. And it'll come back. Yeah you know. Yeah. And I know people panic, right? Like one of the big concerns about psychedelics people have is that what if it doesn't change? You know, what if I wake up tomorrow and realize I'm really unhappy on like, well, you're probably really unhappy. Right. <laughs> like, dude. <laughs> I mean, it's not—it's not a cure-all. Yeah, it—it it doesn't show up with anything, right? You got
0: to do the work. Yeah, it's all—it's
1: all shit in you that's already there, right? That it's dealing with.
0: Yeah, I'm always—I'm always very fascinated by people who are afraid to uh, kind of deal with their own shit. Whether well, look at, but and look, part of that too is just the amount of propaganda that we've been fed on it
1: across the board on drugs.
0: Oh yeah, oh yeah, just lies across the fucking uh, and, a lot of misinformation, and, and that's
1: what changed things for me. Like so you know, with the knee surgeries and all that, I mean, there's no lack of, of opiates I got prescribed. Right. And so anything I can do to not get addicted to that. And that's one of my concerns, right? (laughs) But in the same time, we're, we're being told of this opiate epidemic in the U S and all these things that are a problem. And, you know, I'm fighting through knee surgery after knee surgery. I had eight in a three year time period Whoa! and spent, you know, 22, 23 weeks in that three years on crutches without being able to stand on my leg. you had a total knee? had a total knee finally at, at surgery nine. Okay. So that didn't happen until my first surgery started our, our late 2016, and then the last knee surgery, which was total knee, was in April April 9th, tomorrow, of 2019. Oh, shit. It's just two years. So. Yeah. So right at two years from total knee. And, uh, yeah, it just... Like, I was really nervous about that. And so I started smoking a lot of cannabis and found relief from it, from Mm -hmm. that or edibles and figuring out how to use that medicine properly
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, and found great stuff. It didn't really knock pain. It didn't go away. just made me not give a shit about it. Right. Which was fine. As long as it turned the volume down for me, right? Because I'm not terribly functional for the other stuff on opiates. That's kind of how heroin works. It's <laughs> <laughs> <That's> weird. <Yeah. laughs> Shit puts you uh, out. It's not a real functional drug for me.
0: We love to prescribe drugs like that, though.
1: Yeah, we do because look, they serve a purpose. They do they're, serve they're a fuck fucking purpose. They're not fucking bad, right? Look, if your pain is at an eight or a nine, right, then we need an option. Use that tool. They're a fucking miracle for for in that circumstance. I also don't have a problem with people using them recreationally. As long as you understand that you're a responsible fucking adult, this is a decision you've made. You're yeah. accountable to it. Now, if you have addiction issues, I'd recommend avoiding it. But if you don't, you're fucking a responsible adult. Do whatever you goddamn want to it's, with your life. It's your life. I'm not going to tell someone who thinks having a drink's okay that that's not. They're all the same. Yeah. You're taking a thing to alter your your current state.
0: Yeah. Okay. Humans like to alter consciousness. We seem to, but we also like to pretend we don't. Yeah, which is fucking weird. <laughs> which is, but there's so many weird
1: grounds, right? Of like where we draw the line of like, we're okay with you altering your consciousness, but not that much.
0: This way, not this way. Right. Only this
1: way. Only the one that has a hangover tomorrow. Yeah. And we only can one make that makes good money like off shit. of
0: from taxes. <laughs> I never feel like shit after smoking. No, that's not how it works. I feel better. Right, that's not how it works. Psychedelics are anti-addictive. If you have a strong enough trip, you do not want to have that fucking trip again. (laughs) I wonder that, right? Like with
1: DMT and like now playing around with that a little bit more of, how the fuck could you get addicted to that? Now, with that said, the very first time I did DMT... I remember having just a wild experience of just all the geometric shapes and colors in this different world that you're in, and this vibration that's communicating to you, and it felt like I was surrounded by love.
0: Yes. I don't
1: know how a better way to describe it than that. I think that's a great way to describe it. I ran into entities in there. Uh, The second time I dropped in... And that's been pretty consistent. Like, if I try to drop in more than once, the second time, I'll, I'll get some some interaction. Yeah, And yeah. these entities show up, but they're they're cartoony and geometric and like a, a sun head that's, I, I don't know. <laughs> they don't make sense. Um, but I've never felt threatened never. by them. I've found them mischievous. Hmm. I find them wanting to fuck with me. Okay. And I don't know if it's, like years that I went through a bunch of physical pain that I'm just not concerned, because <laughs> I I've never been so geeked out on anything that I don't have the wherewithal to go. Oh, man, what's going on? Oh, we took a drug. We we, yeah. we took a thing. That's what's going on. Right. Yeah.
0: So give like, the fucking keys over and just ride this out. People are so afraid to like lose their like their control. Yeah, they'll drink. Yeah. But, it, but it's like it's a perceived control that they have, even though they have none. None. They feel like they have control. They're like, but if I do psychedelics, like, am I going to go see a T-Rex and I think it's going to. No, you're, that's not how these things fucking work. No, man. but because that's the propaganda of what we've
1: always been told. I think the other side of that, too, is most people's experience is only through drinking. Yeah. And if you're drunk, yo, know, you're useless. Useless. Like, it, it shuts you down. That's how that chemical works at a high enough dose, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I haven't found, even on a big dose of mushrooms, right? Like something like 10 or 11 grams, something like that. I can still snap in and talk to you. Really? I mean, I we don't need to go over like quantum theory or fucking anything, <laughs> but I could hold a conversation with you to be like, hey man, everything's okay.
0: Oh, Okay, yeah, yeah. I, I took seven grams one time and I just blasted the fuck off. Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> of course you did. I'm like I'm not here right now. <laughs> right. And I mean I,
1: I like I said I have the wherewithal to be able to to focus. Right.
0: Right. Not for long, as long as you yeah. know, but you can you can dial it in enough to you know why what's happening. It's like yeah. I took something like I'm not losing my fucking mind like right,
1: you're never going to have I'm not wandering down the street lost right like right. drunk people do. Yeah. Very you, true. You don't black out and the autopilot takes over on mushrooms. The weird thing i found about mushrooms that's curious is it, it seems the autopilot doesn't work anymore <laughs> when you're on mushrooms. And so like I, I had done an experience with a buddy of mine and was watching him and he's, he's a guy, big storyteller and he's great at it. And I love listening to him. Um, but he would try to get into a story and you could tell it would reach that point that, you know, he's, He's on autopilot and the story's just telling. Yeah. And then he would stop talking and then stare at us and be like, hey, you okay? And he's like, what happened? I'm like, you, just, you just quit. You, you just cut off there in the middle. <laughs> and he's like, fuck. And I'm like, here's what's happening. And trying to, I'm like, your autopilot system that normally takes over and can just run this story out while you start thinking about something else is off. (laughs) (laughs) And now for the first time, like he's been able to step back away from whatever that autopilot CPU main system is that's running in his brain. Right. And be able to go, why does it do that?
0: (laughs) Dude. And that's where the magic is. That's
1: the weird part of when you step back away from it and you're like, well, I know that I tell these stories when I'm in these situations. Yeah. But why do I need to do that?
0: it's a good question cuz i'm to just ask.
1: telling the same fucking stories, right? And like they're entertaining and they're part of a joke, but there's a weird thing to start into question is why do i feel that way when i feel that way? Yeah. You know, and is there a justifiable reason for it and if there's not, let's get rid of it. Yeah, that that's
0: or at least work on it. At the very least, at the very least Or ignore it. By far the <laughs> it's <laughs> always an option you be like it's not a fucking real feeling move on yeah yeah i mean that's that's by far the, the best thing about those like for me it really helped me come to a place to where I just accepted my own mortality and just, like, my own beliefs. Like, being here in the Bible Belt, like, you're always— oh, You're supposed to be a Christian. You're supposed to be a Christian. It felt wrong. Okay. It felt wrong to not—to to accept that you're not but that— But so many
1: people identify as Christian that I don't believe follow any of the fucking core concepts.
0: 100%. And so, 100%. you're not
1: Christian then, right? Like, you're following your version of Christian God.
0: Right. But it feels good to say, I'm a part of this tribe. I suppose <laughs> people just people just want to be like I'm a part of that tribe. It feels good, and I can you know what I can call you a piece of shit because I go to church every Sunday, or at least on Easter Sunday I go. Yeah, I don't. You know, man, I, I don't know. But I let that go. Like for me, it was just like, all right, well, I have a body. I am not my body, um, and there's obviously this other thing. There's another place out there, and it's not scary. No, at, at no, at all. It's like when I'm there, it's like. It is me and I am it and everything is, is one and it's just like it's fucking rad, dude. Like it's not scary. So it's like I had this immense acceptance of just like Now Dude. I don't know about you, but so I I
1: would say prior to my psychedelic experience I was very, very on very lined hard line about I'm an atheist. This makes sense to me. I'm very comfortable with that. I'm alright with like when the time's up here and my lights turn out, that's fucking it. Yeah. Good with that. Since psychedelics. There's something else.
0: <laughs> now
1: I don't know that I believe in an afterlife yet, but I know that there's another plane of existence. Yes. There's something else going on that I that is that we just don't have access to all the time. Right. Um Man, a conversation we had had, uh, some of my other friends that are, you know, dabble a little bit more in this than I do, a little bit more experience and, you know, thought provoking concepts were talking about you know, some of the shaman that they've dealt with in different places uh, can can communicate just essentially telepathically.
0: Mm, that's interesting.
1: And it seems that it's kind of how it works, that there's enough with, you know, I don't know wherewithal, whatever it is. Yeah. Let's just, let's let's go ahead and say they're not full of shit. Well, just they, for the sake of conversation, uh, yeah, right? Well, yeah. Let's suspend whatever, blah, 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 and say, if that's true. And if that medicine and whatever the therapy and whatever the sessions have sharpened that blade enough of intuition to be able to pick up on someone's thoughts. Right? Yeah. What if our society had leaned into that technology instead of the technologies we chose to communicate with?
0: Man, that's next. It's an interesting pivot. It really is. Would there be as much violence? Um I feel like that's an innate human. That's aspect. an. I feel like violence is an innate
1: human thing we, because we, we like,
0: operate out of scarcity, and scarcity creates violence. Because well, we like violence. Humans like violence. Yeah, we fight. We we enjoy it. Yep. We, we like to watch it. We like to participate in it. It's a part of it. At some point, we can quit pretending we don't. Yeah, I would. I would. <laughs> I would, I would hope so. But like, whenever I'm, if if I am doing any sort of psychedelic, like I don't feel violent. No. In that In that time. No. 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 It's very. So that's why. Yeah. I'm and like, like I'm
1: not gonna go train.
0: Right, so that's why I'm like, would there be, as there would be when we're not on it, but I'm just like, from a communication standpoint, I wonder if we we would come to to greater understanding. I mean, look, if there's an alternate timeline
1: somewhere where we went that route and based things off of that instead of the various religions, I would very, very be interested to see how that timeline played out.
0: Yeah, yeah. What do you think about the idea of, of like the many different shamans, how they with ayahuasca in particular mm-hmm. they say the plants told them like that's how they discovered that combination there's infinite combination of plants that they But could there, but there's a lot of plants with DMT in it and there's a lot of plants that have DMT inhibitors in them
1: so it's not like there's just two yeah there's a shit ton right right but but they did find it they did find it they did find it um i i don't i don't know where that information or how it gets passed down other than possibly with the plants and i mean I, I don't know. Yeah. Know? I, yeah. I, don't, I don't know other than some type of intuition that you were able to sharpen better than I can, right? Yeah.
0: Like, I, if we're talking about planes of communication, I'm just like, man, that's what, that's where my mind goes. I'm like, wonder, like, what is that? Where did that come from? How did they really discover okay, that? I'm, I'm glad we found it, and I'm glad we have receptors for it. Uh, <laughs> now, you went to Costa Rica, right? Yep. Went to ayahuasca. Costa Rica
1: and did ayahuasca to start off uh, last year. We went at New Year's for uh, 2020. Wow. Yeah, Bonnie and I went. It How was great. Was it? It was a really, really powerful experience. Um, wasn't anything like I thought it was going to be. How so? Man, I really hoped I was going to get eight hours of this beautiful DMT trip of just geometric shapes and fucking bonkers.
0: Yeah,
1: a whole other universe. That's really what I wanted. Were you vomiting and shit? Um, only the third night. Uh, I purged a little bit. I'm, I'm pretty robust as far as like what the machine can take before it's uncomfortable. Okay. Uh. Whether that's a blessing or a curse, I'm not totally <laughs> sure at this point, but it is. It depends on the circumstance. Yeah, man. It's it's pretty robust, and I'm not real concerned with how it'll handle things. Um, eh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, but, yeah, the first night, I got nothing, and I drank a lot. And the second night, I got nothing, and I drank a lot. And even the second night, man, I'm laying there on my bed, and staring up at the ceiling of the Maloka and, and doing breath work and trying to get it to kick. And I see everything starting to do the uh, DMT geometrics. Yeah. And I just remember having a moment of like, fuck yeah. And then it faded and I was like, you son of a bitch. Oh, so heartbreaking And so one of the things ayahuasca and what they talk about is like gives you what you need, not what you want. And it's so the third night when it actually kicked it was really, really strong. Um but it wasn't the visuals the way DMT or mushrooms or LSD have been. Like, I really didn't get a very strong visual trip. Everything was internal. Okay. Now, it's visually, like, you can imagine it very vividly, right? But I'm not I'm not seeing it out in my eyes. I don't know the better way to say that. Yeah, I know what you're saying. It's, it's much more of a feeling. Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, I'm getting a lot of visuals, but they're all internal. Okay. And so if my eyes are, you know, eyes are open or eyes are closed, I can just imagine them. Right. It seems like I'm operating, I don't know, is that what people refer to as a third eye? Perhaps I'm missing.
0: Maybe, yeah. Um, Either way, you're, you're tapped into this yep. this plane of existence, right? And whether it's, it's you're physically seeing it. Yeah, the, but there's no
1: dancing elephants or
0: bullshit, right? Yeah, who cares? Um, like, there's work being done.
1: There's work being done, man. Uh, I sorted through the end of my marriage and realized some really big spots that i had fucked some stuff up and uh, needed... Needed to apologize for those things. And then uh, dealt with the end of my career and how I felt about, you know, not having that tribe of those dudes. Like, the, the Highland Games is unique in a way that the 20 of us that are kind of at the top of the hill every year yeah, uh, in the world, like, there's no Highland Games gyms the way there's a powerlifting gym. And there's not a bunch of online coaches. There's not right that whole community that exists for powerlifting or strongman or any of this and so all 20 of us essentially train by ourselves in garages and then throw in fields by ourselves somewhere else right and we're the only people who get it yeah there's the the 20 of us that you show up and hang out with every weekend that's your community that's it and so then they're gone and that's how it works right you can try to fucking hold on but if you're not in it you're not in it anymore that's how it works Yeah. yeah be mad about that they didn't shit on you 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 had to go yeah, <laughs> your hard. time, your times, your time in that community's done. That's a hard thing to accept. Sucks, man. man. But you know, the perspective shift on that went from this bitterness of like oh, I lost my community, I lost my sport. You know, my my brother competed in the sport, and I got to travel around with him too, and have that type of relationship. And that had changed a lot just due to like we'd switch jobs and various mm. things. Time.
0: Yeah, things, things are change. supposed to
1: stay the same forever. They never do, and so. Instead of the bitterness, it immediately faded and switched to, I can't believe I got to do this. Mm. I can't believe I had 10 years that I got to just pour, f- pour gas on this fire that I wanted to have of competing and drive for the sport. And it all paid off until I got hurt. Yeah. And, and even the hurt, like I didn't have a catastrophic injury. I was trying to fix an ACL and get back to competing. And then ended up with eight surgeries and a knee replacement.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's a shitty-ass injury. Like, man, it's elective surgery. Yeah. I fucking chose to do it. Yeah. Dude, here we you, are. Did you? There was, there was just an NCAA wrestler who just won nationals. with He was missing both his ACLs.
1: So I competed the whole time without him.
0: Yeah. like.
1: Or without, I, this knee's good to go. That one's garbage. Uh,
0: I say that. It's treating me very well. I need to be nicer to it. I'm just amazed what you can do with with fucked up knees with what people can it's do just knee. <laughs> well, well you had <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i
1: got one that's great this one runs great this hips by far more of the problem now than the knee is mm-hmm. and i'll eventually have to deal with it
0: yeah well i, I listened to your conversation with uh dr aaron horshade mm-hmm. and i uh, heard you guys talking about that i'm trying to sit down with him he's great yeah yeah we do we've, we've been uh i've had him scheduled for a couple different times we just have to keep rescheduling yep. he's a busy dude yep so that's how it works. The people you want to have on the podcast should be busy. Yeah. Otherwise yeah. What
1: the fuck are we talking about? I don't want to talk to losers. <laughs> 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 no, no one does
0: that. No one has a podcast where it's just average dudes show up. Have you ever taken psychedelics and like physically felt better afterwards? Yeah. Most of the time. Yeah, I've had that happen before where I had an injury and I took it and then like, I don't know if it just like caused my muscles to relax enough or what the case was, but I physically felt better. I think, I think of one of the things that it's really helped me do is
1: I interpret pain differently than I did before. And I don't know if that's because of the disassociation that I have with the body now. Hmm. And so it hurting and me hurting aren't the same.
0: Yeah. It's sore. Yeah, you have that separation.
1: Yeah. And so I'm fine in here. <laughs> uh, t- to some extent. At yeah. some point, that bleed over carries and, and you, you're in trouble. You just can't let people hear you talk to yourself. Yeah, fuck it, whatever. <laughs> All the best. I don't people. think most people are making great decisions, so I don't really
0: base a whole lot on what they think. Who gives a shit what people think? And don't worry about it. Yeah, no, that's the way to live, dude. Um, dude, I want to be respectful of your time. Like, we're oh, like, we're good, man. Oh, yeah, we? we're good. We're good. Okay, cool. Cause like we're like right at an hour. No, right I know, on. I know we started late, so I always try to be respectful. No, dude,
1: time, I so. I totally get it. Um, yeah, man, the psychedelics thing has been big for me, and then you know I've uh, I've switched to doing some microdosing, and uh, that's been, to me, has been a really, really, really big game changer. Uh, just having that as an option to where I'm, I, mean, I should have done. Every day for probably the last
0: seven or eight months, nine months. Really? Yeah. With what? Uh just psilocybin. Psilocybin. Okay. I've I've done some microdosing with psilocybin. I wasn't sure if it was better to like space it out every like two or three days. I think like Paul Stamet's stuff
1: shows like a four day on, two day off type thing. Yeah. Um, I don't take things well in that pattern i'm very good at taking things every day or never taking them
0: okay yeah because i don't know what day it is (laughs) yeah i get that every day is just today no clue
1: (laughs) and uh and so it it's it's a really small amount that i'm taking i mean i'm taking a 0.03 of a gram right of psilocybin now the cap I'm taking has, you know, Changa and Reishi and uh, lion's, mane lion's Mane and in Cordyceps in it as well. So you're stacking it. Yeah. Okay. So stacking it with a bunch of other good mushrooms. Right. And so,
0: I take all those mushrooms. Dude, you know, yeah. I
1: take, that's that's what I've been taking is my nootropic on a daily basis. So, oh, nice. So, you know, one of those, and you know, depending on how I feel is whatever I'll mix with it. Usually I'll take like... um. Uh, on it makes a total human pack as their multivitamin. So I just add one of those into my total human in
0: the morning. Okay, nice, nice. It's a good pack, man. It's great. They got it set up for day and nighttime, and you're just you're just. Yeah, the, go the go. only thing is if I haven't eaten, I'll get a little nauseous. Okay. But it fades. Yeah. Um. I mean,
1: that's common with a lot of subs. Of course it is, right? <laughs> you're just dumping a bunch of weird shit into your stomach and pill form. It's like future food.
0: Yeah, come on. <laughs> Dude, you'll be surprised, man. Like I don't wanna like call anybody out, but I definitely I had um I had a guy just probably like a few weeks ago, took took a whole bunch of subs and on an empty stomach and then he was like, man, I fucking, I just don't feel good, man. Of course and you don't. I'm like, w- what the fuck did you do? And then I hear everything that you took. I'm like, well, what the fuck were you thinking, dude? <laughs> like, you just took all of this shit. I know. You took a fat burner. You took a fucking, right. you took a multivitamin. You took all this shit. Like, your body yeah, can only really take so much, bro.
1: Right. You just pushed it in eight different directions. You yeah. fired up like six different systems.
0: Yeah, yeah. But i yeah. dude. They make good shit, man. Great stuff. Great, yeah. great, great products,
1: man. And I, I love getting to work with them as a supplement company, you know, just where... Now, I've worked with a handful of different companies in the past, you know, through my career, and the the place I'm at right now in my career, like I'm not, I'm not trying to take any pre workout. I'm not trying to fucking take protein. Yeah, I'll eat food. Food first. I'd rather food. Yeah, you know, there's a time and a place for for a protein supplement. Right. Um, if I need the meal replacement or the calories, great, but for the most part, I don't.
0: Right. I don't have food, dude. Outside of a a good vitamin pack. And, like, maybe some sort of, like, greens mix or something just to fill in maybe some additional gaps. If you're not getting enough vegetables, I don't really see a whole lot of, like, of supplements out there that are just absolutely, like, you don't really need But creatine right. works. Creatine's like, amazing. Creatine
1: works. I think Safe creatine's a great studied, supplement. I, um, I, I, if you're over 30 and male, I believe, or female, <laughs> I think you should probably get hormones checked and see if you're, where your testosterone levels are.
0: Right, 100%. You know, not
1: having that sorted is a huge fuck up.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, if you're if you're in your like mid to late thirties and you're you're yeah at an older 30, age. I, I got my I got my blood work checked at
1: thirty. Okay. And my, my test was uh eighty, which is way below, like three hundred or two hundred to thirteen hundred, I think is the normal window. And even that is such a fucking arbitrary thing, right? Because the window's that wide because insurance companies determined most people will always fall within this window and then we don't have to cover this thing. Yeah. They don't care about how you feel. So no. don't concern that window yeah. with like, "Oh, but my my test is at 200 like" Compared to what, motherfucker? Like, you don't know what your test was at 18.
0: Yeah. And a lot of those metrics that the medical community will give you is like, what's normal? I want to know what's fucking optimal, bro. Like, don't tell me what's Shh, normal. I'm looking for normal, Because the, the, <laughs> the normal, what's normal is sick. Most people are fucking sick right. and unhealthy. That's what's that's normal. Like, dude, I don't want to know what's normal. Like, no, nah, man, I'm trying to enhance performance in every direction possible. D- dude, I had to fire a doctor because I asked him, I wanted to get blood work done. He advised me against getting blood work done. <laughs> dude, <laughs> this isn't up to you exactly he's like he's like you work for me he's like if you're not really having these symptoms or this i wouldn't really recommend getting this test so well. you're telling me i cannot get blood work done Dude, is that your response i got my blood work yeah of course you and, then, and then i fired him yeah <laughs> I'm, like, I'm gonna find a new fucking doctor that's
1: how i feel about when people are like oh i'm 20 you know i'm 28 and i'm struggling because you know like i don't know everyone's pain tolerance and i don't think knee replacement's your first option right but if you're there and that is the next option and I don't know how shut down you are, right? Like I couldn't walk upstairs. I couldn't step up a four inch step on my bad leg. Oh man, it just didn't work. And so it was. I was at a point that it was either we're going to fix my knee, or I'm going to figure out how to get rid of the leg. Full on amputee. Fuck it. I can't live this way. Yeah. So there's no risk in trying something else. I know where I know where continuing down this path goes, and it's not cool.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. And so we fucking finally did it, and it's the best thing that I've ever fucking done. It completely changed my life.
0: Yeah, you're an all-in kind of guy, just yeah. head first. Well... I uh, am too, so I I it. TikTok, that. man. Yeah. Times a fucking ticking. You only got so many. I mean, I'm 38 as of a few days ago,
1: and I mean, I would go ahead and... I mean, what does that equal? It's 76 years old? I'm willing to bet 76... Could be the high number for me at the end of life. Like, (laughs) I mean, I'm not pretending that fucking old age is what's going to take me out. Like, that's not how this is going to (laughs) go. That's okay, though. I'm fully okay with that. I'm not interested in it. Yeah. Dude, I. Whenever the time's up for me, I plan on fucking sliding in headfirst with some wheels on fire behind me. Dude, that's. Done. I want to be empty. That's okay. I want to be empty whenever that time comes. Yeah. There's no more of that feeling that people get of. You know that like end of a vacation where it's like, oh, we didn't do enough. We have to fit a bunch of shit in. Yeah. Yo, I know I'm dying. I'm fitting it in.
0: Yeah. you are starting now. You're dying from the moment
1: you're born. Yeah. It's the only other guarantee. That's it. And and, and I find a lot of freedom in that. I don't find it morbid or stress. It's b- Because it's a finite number of days, it means they fucking matter. So make them count. Like, don't just go through these fucking motions and do the same fucking thing every day if you're unhappy. Right. Now, if you're happy, do whatever the fuck you want. I, I don't need people to live a certain way. I don't want everyone to be entrepreneurs. I don't want everyone to chase their passion. Like, if you have a job and that pays your bills and does those things and then your happiness comes from the shit you do away from it with your family or whatever it is, I'm totally on your on your side. Right. You don't have to live my life. But you you can't piss and moan about your life and then not fucking do anything about it. Yeah, fuck yeah, dude. I I don't I don't do well with the on the fence thing. So, you know, it's the same way I talk about weight loss with people. Like, you know, what what do you know I'm trying to do this? What do you what do you what's your recommendation? I'm like, well, either Do what it fucking takes to get the job done, track your fucking calories, figure out where you need to be, stay in a caloric deficit, and fucking walk and move and do all these type of things. You know the answer. Yeah. It's not mystery at this point. It's simple. It's very, very fucking simple. It's not easy. Right. But it's simple. Or, admit you don't fucking care and quit thinking about it. Yes. Either one of these I'm totally okay with.
0: But But don't bring
1: up to me every fucking month that you don't know how to lose weight.
0: Because... You Which, do, yeah. You do. We all know the fucking answer. You just gotta It's Not complicated, man. You just gotta do it.
1: No, it, there's a step. There's always a step one, and just do that. Yeah. If your step one toward weight loss is go walk for ten minutes today, and let's do a book. Go do that.
0: Yeah, yeah. I just had um, we we sat down with a guy yesterday. His name's uh, Todd Fox, and he does like executive work and stuff like that. And uh, one that we were talking about a guy named uh, Thomas Soul. He's uh, he's an author. He actually wrote. Actually, I just read this book. This he he's written a whole bunch of books, but this one's called "Black Rednecks, White Liberals." It's a pretty good oh, book. Interesting. He's like an economist. Um, I think he's he's. I'm gonna fuck all this up. He's like from. I think he's born in North Carolina and then like raised in Brooklyn. Uh, got his degree from Harvard and then went to Stanford and got his master's. Or I'm sorry, went to Columbia and got his masters and then got his PhD from uh University of Chicago. Just a really great thinker. He's like ninety years old. But oh, shit. he just sent me this, this uh this thing yesterday and it was it was from it was from him and uh the quote is let me just read this real fast. Fucking It says, people who pride themselves on their complexity and deride others for being simplistic should realize that the truth is not often very complicated. What gets complex is evading the truth. So essentially the point is, like, dude, like, the truth is simple, man. Like, when you start trying to dance around the truth and you start trying to bullshit, things get complicated. Like, just cut the shit and just do the fucking work. And and look, and maybe something like that is why...
1: I don't know. Maybe maybe there's a threshold of success I won't ever reach because, I mean, I don't want to overcomplicate. I don't want to try to push fuckery. Yeah. That, to me, always ends up feeling like fuckery. And, and, and again, if you're getting something out of the message and whatever the message is, go toward it. Yeah. I don't, I don't care. It doesn't have to make me happy, right? Like, I, I try to tell people that a lot whenever, you know, know who your audience is and who you're speaking to because... Like if I'm trying to write programming, I I don't I don't fucking care if one of the guys I competed against likes my programming. He doesn't need my help. He knows how to write his shit. Yeah. I'm writing programming for beginners. Yeah. It's not for him. Right. So I'm quit trying to impress other people that already have their shit figured out and help people who don't.
0: Yeah, dude. It it doesn't have to be that that hard. Yeah. I feel like a lot of um. Just a lot of people just get wrapped up in, in, in worrying about too much of like what other people think. Constantly. Or, yeah, or you 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 create these stories in your mind that aren't real. I've been I've, <laughs> I've 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 done that so many fucking times, and like it's it's held me back in certain areas. Of course. And it's just like that's not a real fucking story. Quit telling yourself that story. The, at the end of the day, nobody really fucking cares. Like. Not like you will. Not like you will. So like. And, that's okay. And they just, don't have to like your thing. That's okay. Absolutely. It's okay that no one gets it. 100%, dude. Like, we're all trying to live our own lives, right? So it's like, you're the most important person in your own story. Like, but this person down the road, like, you're not important in their story. No, and, and, and that's
1: okay. And my whole stance on everything is, like, I want everyone to live and chase whatever it is that makes them stoked. That's it. Like, I don't I don't want to have any hang-ups. If, if, I, I don't like telling any adults what they should or shouldn't do. Yeah, that's it. And in the same point, as long as your pursuit of those things doesn't ever get in the fucking way of my pursuit of those things, we're great. <laughs> because mine won't get in your way. Yeah. I have no interest in legislation changing to get in your way. I have no interest in mandating you have to do shit. I don't I don't care. I want you to do whatever it is you think you need to do to be happy. Yeah. I'm going to do the same. It's that simple. That's what I'm trying. Yeah. Right? You know, but it isn't guaranteed. It's not owed to you. You're not entitled to happiness. No, you have to earn
0: that shit. Well, it's work. Yeah.
1: Because it's a moving target.
0: Mm-hmm. What, um, what, like, what, so what's your training and shit looking like today? Like, I mean, you got the, the total knee. Mm-hmm. you're running the businesses. Like, what's life looking like for you today? So right now, like, uh, the big focus of training
1: is I'm running, uh, so I'm training to do an 18-mile uh, or 18 mile trail run in Bryce Canyon at the end of May.
0: Ooh, be cool. So
1: I've got some friends who are going out, and so I'm looking forward to it. And so I've been running now for the last eight weeks uh, on a program uh, that I put together, and i uh, just been making progress on that. I'm really happy with the running progress and then the lifting. So I'm running four or five days a week, and then I'm lifting two, 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 two or three And then the lifting, two or three days. I mean, I bench squat, overhead, press, and deadlift of some sort. Okay. But everything is to help me run better. So you're doing, like, more reps? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything's rehab, uh, hypertrophy work in the gym. Okay. That's it. What's recovery look like for you? Well, that's all part of recovery. You know, depending on how the body feels, I really go in with the intention of, like, what do
0: we need? Yeah. Or, well, I guess what I meant was, like, are you doing, like, do you do cryotherapy? Do you do the contrast? Um, do you in s- a perfect sauna? world. So, sauna, I do. Sauna, I'll do three
1: or four times a week. Uh, I do contrast shower with the sauna um, since I don't currently have a cold tub. Uh, when I've had a cold tub, I'll use it. I really like them. Um, I, I like cold tub. I think cryo stuff, like at the cryo
0: place, meh. Nah, not your jam.
1: I, I just don't think it does anything. Um, it's topical.
0: Yeah. It makes you feel good in the moment. Yes. So that's now, what... with that said,
1: as long as I know that that's what I'm going to get from it, right? If I'm just going because it's going to reduce some surface inflammation and get some new blood flow and I feel great, Yeah. awesome. Yeah. But it's not doing the stuff that cold immersion does. Right. You're not getting cold shock protein. You're not getting the heat shock proteins that come from the sauna stuff. So you're not getting that big immune booster. Right. You're getting a topical Cold shower.
0: Yeah, it's probably not going to increase any, like, brown adipose tissue no, or anything No, like you're that. not going to do that in a cold shower either. Like, you need cold
1: water. Submersion. You have to low, lower your body temperature. Right. And you're not going to pull that off standing
0: in the shower. Yeah. Have you ever thought about, like, just creating a plunge out of, like... Oh, a, I did. Oh, did I, yeah, you? I had
1: one for two or three years back in Louisiana. I made a, a chest freezer into oh, a okay. cold plunge.
0: Okay, cool. Yeah, I was, I was no, I used
1: it twice a day. It was great.
0: Those things are awesome. It's yeah. one
1: of the only, only things I could do. Uh, my knee, when it was really bad didn't make any noise when i was in it i couldn't it didn't bother me okay so i would just sit in there yeah sometimes
0: it's a good there's just only so long you can sit in 40 degree water yeah it's probably just as big of a trainer of your mind as it is the body
1: it's never cool getting in no like no matter how many days i've
0: done it in a row or any of that it still sucks yeah Dude, it's, it's awful. It's fucking awful. Do you ever, like, foam roll or, or yeah. do, do anything like that? Yeah, as needed. Okay. I mean, I don't have, like, a set routine of
1: foam roll. Really, I have, I have a set routine of a warm-up. Like, I'll uh, do some sled drags and do some little bit of light jogging, some moving around, and then from there, I start addressing whatever's making noise. Okay. So, if my shoulder's a little jacked up, maybe I'll do some high reps of, say, like, face pulls and stuff like that and just dump a ton of blood into that muscle. Okay. Or... uh you know, for my legs and knee, if I'm gonna run, I'll I'll warm up and do some uh, some decent stretching and maybe do some occlusion work on the leg while I do sled drags to just fill that leg up with blood. Okay. And then get it to flush out and I have less pain afterwards.
0: Oh, I've never i never really thought about it as like addressing a, a limb to like flood it with blood, but I, I like I like that thought, yeah. I like I like that thought process. Just fill it up, man. Get a bunch of blood in there, get a bunch of nutrients, and
1: then pull it off and let it clear. What made you want to run again? Well, because I'll suck at it. I'll, and I'm bad at it. I'm bad at it before I started. I'll be bad at it in another ten weeks.
0: But you're just like I'm gonna so fucking just. Dis- like, I'm a
1: twenty, I'm a thirty-eight year old guy on a fake
0: knee who's two hundred and forty pounds. I'm not gonna be a good runner. Well, exactly that for that reason alone, you would you wouldn't think like the idea of coming to go do a trail but, run. I can get better at it. Yeah.
1: I'm I'm chasing progress. Yeah, and so what I want to do now, like I found mastery in a thing with the Highland Games. I likely, as an athlete, I won't find a second thing that I get to be best in the world at. I think that's probably pretty safe.
0: Pretty, yeah, it's a safe (laughs) assumption.
1: (laughs) And and I'm totally good with that. I'm very, very stoked. I ever got to be best in the world at anything. Yeah, that's a hell of an accomplishment. So now it's kind of this thing of like, well, what if I, I, what if I commit to a thing? What level of newbie gains can I steal and then bail? Oh, okay. So I just want all the newbie gains from the sport <laughs> and all that knowledge and then I'll just quit. Like I'm not trying to become a runner. Right. I don't I still fucking don't like running. Oh yeah. I don't enjoy going to do it anytime I have to go. Right. I'm happy when it's done. Mm-hmm. I feel good. I like what I'm accomplishing. I like that I can do it, mm-hmm. which is It's been really cool to see how well my body has adapted to being able to do it when it shouldn't. Okay. This is a thing that I shouldn't be able to do well. That makes you want to do it. Well, I feel better now doing it Mm -hmm. than I did before. I, I don't, my knee doesn't hurt. My hip doesn't feel as bad as it did. It's, I feel better running than
0: when I wasn't. Hmm. That's interesting. Well, it also it kind of makes sense though because it's grease the groove. Yeah, you know, a lot of people get hurt or something happens and they just stop using the thing and like that's the worst fucking yeah, thing. Yeah, I'll end up sitting a lot. Yeah. And
1: so that running's extra time on my feet, it's extra steps, it's extra movement, it's extra, you know, not being stuck in this position with my hip flexed.
0: Yeah. So running was
1: the option for you. Yeah. Well, it, but then I wanted to go do the experience with my friends in Bryce Canyon. Okay. And so if I'm going to go, I may as well train for it.
0: Yeah. That's and if I'm going to train
1: for it, I'm not going to half-ass train for it. Yeah. Fuck it. Let's have a thing and go. That's just how you I, having- I have a facility. I have no reason not to train for this. Right. That makes sense. So let's learn everything we can, right? Like, I don't have any endurance background as an athlete at all. And there is some skill set there. Like, I got to watch my buddy Dan do this. Uh, Dan Hogan did uh, an ultra run that we were out at. And I, we're, we're helping him do support. And we had signed up for this long before it, but that was my first one to go to to actually see in person. Okay. And I'm doing 18 miles, man. It's, 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 it's 18 miles. You'll get He's it He's going to do 50. You know, he did 100 when we were in Arizona, and he finished 71.2. Seven. And so, like, back to what I was saying about the weightlifting thing, right? Like, I found those numbers. I know, I know the max weight that this body will ever squat or bench or deadlift. Yeah. Cool. We'll put those over there on the shelf. We know those numbers. I don't need to figure them out for what 40-year-old me can do. Right. I'll find some other things. Yeah. And so watching Dan do that, and Dan's a runner, and so like one of those metrics, like me telling him, like he was bummed that he didn't finish, that he, he had hit 71-2, and that was it. His body just, just it, stopped. Yeah. And I was like, man, you're you're a runner. Like you're an ultra-distance runner. And now you have a number for how far you can run. That's a beautiful
0: thing. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> you
1: found out. Yeah. Right. Now we have a metric to get better on. Right. But you know how far you can run. I don't. How far can you run before your body says we're, we're done? I don't know. Right. It's a good question. You don't know. Yeah. Now, if it's something you're curious in, you can find out. Yeah. Yeah. I I'm not saying you have to, yeah. but I'm saying there's, there's some lessons to learn there, right? Because the, the race we were at was a 20-mile loop that Dan was doing, so we'd see him like every five or six hours. And when he came in at 3 a.m. and we were back out there, like we would leave and go to sleep and like eat food. We weren't just sitting around like assholes. Right. And so we he got up out of bed, drove back out there and watch him come in at 3 a.m. and we run support and get him food, get him water, keep him, you know, warm him up, change whatever needs to be done. And then 10 minutes is all he stopped. And then he just shuffled back off into the darkness. And I just remember watching and I'm like, man, I don't know that I have what it takes to get out of that chair. <laughs> I don't know that I have what it takes to not say, I'm I'm good. I've gotten enough. I've had enough of this. What the fuck are we doing this for? There's no reward at the end. Right. There's, so, a, there's not a thing. Just your own. That's uh, it.
0: You just know that you did it. Yeah.
1: And so watching that, I'm like, there's another level of perseverance and able to grind yeah. that he's got that I don't have that, I don't have that gear. Mm. And so I want to see what there is. You want to try that out? Yeah. Yeah. I can, I can, I definitely can understand that. And that's, that's the curiosity. You know, the, I've never trained bodybuilding for a considerable amount of time. So that's probably what I'll screw with after this. And by, I'm not trying to get on stage in my underwear. Uh, I'm just curious to see, even though with my leg and everything the way it is, post run, I'll probably be the leanest I've been. Since that's typically how that works. Right. Um, I want to see what size I can put back on in a good way over the next 16 weeks. Yeah. So I'll follow more of a bodybuilding program and do hypertrophy work and see what I can accomplish when I can't back squat. I mean, I've got some other options with a belt squat and leg curl, leg extension. I've got other ways to train my legs, but I can't back squat because of my hip and knee. Yeah. And so what can we get done if we really give a shit? It's just a constant
0: experiment. That's it. That's it.
1: There's no end goal. You no, know, and that's that's why we named the facility what we did. It's Division of Performance Enhancement.
0: So you have a gym here in this yep. in this called Division of Performance. Oh, no, dope. Dope. That <laughs> it's <laughs> that called is, dope. It is dope. So, <laughs> how long is that? Is that so? How is how does that work? Is that like it's a just private, private, like yeah. a private facility yep. that you just have athletes come in and train here in the city? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's just for me. That's awesome.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's Bonnie trains there, and then my team, Brant and the other guys that work with, with hate and I'm so, and everyone else, it's all open to them. Nice. But not nah, like there's no
0: members. Okay. No, it's just mine. This is you doing your thing. Dope, man. Yeah. I, fucking I know sad. it's I, tough. I, I, I say, I say that tough, word man. and people now, say it constantly. I, well, that's just you capitalizing
1: on fucking <laughs> current vernacular. Yeah. That's yeah. It's, it's fun, man. I'm, I'm happy to have it. It feels, it feels good. Like that's, that's kind of the place that's the place that this. if there's anything myself or my team want to get better at this is where we'll do it
0: nice 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 how long have you been in st louis two years two years have you been able to check out like any like the local like like uh culinary scene very much Yeah, we we
1: live over in the grove now st louis kind of stopped doing shit not (laughs) long after
0: i got here yeah which is super unfortunate Eh, oh well um but, yeah, man, we we live over in the Grove, and food's awesome. Yeah. I feel like this city's kind of like a little bit of a hidden gem when it comes to the... I, I
1: mean, I like St. Louis. It's been cool. Um, I mean, I won't stay here forever.
0: Yeah. But... Just kind of stopping through for now. Yeah, but I
1: don't know where I'll stay forever.
0: Are you a nomad? I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> I plan on being more of one. Hey, I can dig it, man. I definitely I definitely have that same... I'm home wherever I want to be. Kind of pooling. Yeah, dude, the, the whole world is out and
1: there. And I've traveled so much over the last... Fifteen years between work and then competing. That I mean, I, I've flown on average forty times a year.
0: No, so and
1: so like I'm not, you know, home's wherever.
0: Yeah, yeah, home's where all my shit is. Is it kind of nice to be kind of still for? It was interesting because
1: like when COVID kicked, that's the longest I haven't been on a flight in fifteen years,
0: because and when
1: I was home for four or five months, a little bit of a shock. And then luckily we bailed off on a road trip last summer and did 8 weeks uh, in my truck.
0: Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so that was awesome. Nice. Got see get to see some shit a little yeah, bit. Yeah, go see some style. friends and like yeah.
1: make our way up through Montana and then over to to Oregon and then down the coast to California and then oh. kind of back through Utah and back out this way and that's then sick. for We did that in the summer like August and then or yeah, through 4th of July through August and then Bonnie and I did another 3 weeks or so. Just in Utah and rented an RV. Oh, cool. And it was great. You know, went down the Grand Canyon and Bryce Canyon and cruised around. Oh, that's awesome.
0: That's awesome. The Grand Canyon is definitely top of my list. to go check that out. Grand
1: Canyon is unreal. I've been five or six times now, and then... Uh, a few years back, I got lucky enough to go on a trip and do the two weeks in the Grand Canyon, ca- like, rafting the whole oh, time. Oh, you did that? Yep. Oh, nice. Really interesting, because I remember there being, like, at one point during it that I'd realized that I haven't been inside of a thing in two weeks. Like, not in a car, not in a house, not in, like, oh. not in a structure. Yeah, because you're In two out- weeks, <laughs> yeah, you sleep outside and you raft outside. Yeah.
0: It's, it Was it weird coming back to society a little bit?
1: <sighs> a little, It was definitely a little bit where it's just like, oh, everything's the pacing's different. You get used to the river pace and it's nice.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And and it
1: doesn't have anything to do with like there's no next week. Right. That you're
0: preparing for. Yeah. There's just a whole lot less tension out there. It's very present. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool, man. Damn, dude. Well, you're doing a lot of cool ass shit, man. Trying. Yeah. Fucking it's trying to get it all in before I'm dead. It's awesome to fucking (laughs) see it. It's super motivating, man. Um, dude i I just love it i uh i want to uh give this time to you like we're gonna wrap it up yeah sure man that's perfect if uh if there's anything that you wanted to like plug is there obviously you have the hate brand yeah so
1: we have hate brand goods uh we have habit coffee is at your new com. um you can use umso as a code at any of those places save a few bucks i think 10 percent on anything uh we also have uh we have our youtube channel under matt vincent if you want to give that a look all of our podcasts go up there video stuff um producing a lot of content uh now that we've got the facility and then um
0: i think that's it sick I'm sure I, there may be something i'm missing but i'll whatever. put i'll put links to everything in the Perfect. show notes and stuff dude matt thank you again man like dude, I, really, out of I, ball. I appreciate you taking the time dude, dude
1: absolute pleasure man Thanks, thank
0: dude. you all right everybody till next time hey guys thank you so much for tuning in if you are getting value out of the podcast if you enjoyed that conversation do me a solid. Tell a friend. Bring us a friend, one friend. That, that will help the show grow. Also, subscribe if you aren't subscribed. We do have a YouTube channel. You can check out the video experience over there. Um, leave a rating and review, especially on Apple Podcasts. Share it on your social media. Follow us on social media. We're on Instagram at outside perspective underscore podcast you can check us out on uh facebook at outside perspective podcast we're on youtube uh twitter all that good shit so check us out follow us help us grow stay in the the know on the next so that stay in the know so that way you know the next time we'll be dropping an episode so all right guys that is all i have for you day again check out matt be ready for the next episode and uh, just keep being awesome humans see you next time bye